ladies, gentlemen, non-binaries alike. Welcome to a very proud tradition here on the Dub Talk Podcast, our annual Valentine's Day episode. I'm sure many of you are looking for that special someone to share life's more intimate moments with. Maybe you even want two at once! <laughs> well, no worries. This stud muffin's got you covered. In more ways than one. <laughs> no my. Just follow the advice from the hosts on this very special episode, and you too will be fending off teachers and siblings left and right. First and foremost though, the safety rules. The following episode may contain language and subject material that is not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is highly advised. Secondly, there will definitely be spoilers for Domestic Girlfriend and any other romantic anime being discussed. If you haven't finished the show yet, we highly recommend doing so before continuing. Thirdly, the opinions and love advice of the hosts on this episode are those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the Dub Talk podcast as a whole. And as a secret bit of romantic advice from yours truly, don't be afraid to spice things up in the bedroom with a few special accessories. Just make sure that you know how to use them ahead of time. Trust me on this, there's nothing worse than getting a special toy and not knowing how to use it or it not working the way you wanted it to. It's, it's better to test things out to be on the safe side. I did not think this through at all. So one of you guys please call 911. Or, or the fire department. Ow. Ow. What's happening, friends, fans, and fam? And welcome to another episode of Dub Talk, the podcast where a group of friends with Stockholm Syndrome get together to discuss the latest, greatest, and trashiest English dubs. Coming right out the gate, fam. We're coming at you hard. It is so fucking Stockholm Syndrome. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Love it so much. I never want to leave. We never want to leave. We're, we're here forever. Never, we're here life. Just keep me here forever in this beautiful cage. Tonight, it's our traditional Valentine's Day episode where Yay. I'm joined again by members of the cage crew, Noah and Steph. Yeah. And I... Yeah. And I have... Yeah. And, and I, I have I would regained... Just, what? Okay, sorry, sorry. Please interrupt my intro, Noah, <laughs> to, to say to say whatever you're gonna say. This chocolate isn't gonna eat itself. I was going to ask you, would you like some of this delicious chocolate I've got? Only if you laced it with roofies. Mm, absolutely. Oh, oh, perfect. I'll take ten. You know they call it that because when you wake up, you find yourself on the roof. Wah wah wah. That was bad. <laughs> Noah, was Noah bad. brought candy. You haven't seen me in a while. I got like four boxes of wine stashed up for y'all. Bitch, you haven't nice. been here in months. I know. I've been a little busy, what you the know. Fuck. <laughs> with right. my own, with my real life trash. That's right. Well, uh, tonight it's our traditional Valentine's Day episode where I'm joined again by members of the Cage Crew, Noah and Steph, and I have regained the reins to throw us back into the dumpster. After last year, when Stephanie took over and let us out of the garbage bin. Because sometimes we have to get out of the garbage bin, all right? No, it's, no. It's good sometimes, Day. but let's fucking face it. The only, it's good. only it's thing we need with this Valentine's Day episode is pure, unadulterated, hot, flaming garbage. Welcome back to normalcy, friends. 
What could we possibly throw at you that's more outrageous than our usual reverse harem? Oh. Well, strap in or on, friends. Because it's time for one of the most controversial anime from 2019. Did Woo-hoo. you guess what it is? Domestic Girlfriend. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Lord. You know what I'm here for? Two sisters. Woohoo! I think we need to have a conversation with Jenny when we're done with this episode. Oh, no, no, no. No, what happens in the cage stays in the cage. This isn't getting out. This is not going online. This isn't going Noah, anywhere. This Noah. stays here. <laughs> Not even on Pornhub, where this should probably be trending. Oh, absolutely. Not that I've seen anything like that lately. Noah, you forget what we're about. <laughs> the shit will be everywhere. What are you talking about? No, I, I was informed that Cage Crew episodes were to be locked in a... They were going to be put on a, a floppy disk. Not even a USB drive, a floppy disk. Locked in a waterproof safe and thrown off of a bridge until it sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Noah, where the fuck have you been the past four years when we record these? I, I, I don't know. I, I kind of blocked those out, actually. Something, <laughs> I know we I know about, you blocked out, blocked out Brothers Conflict. I know that. T- something about a talking squirrel and no, not Jerry Jewell out, was the best brother. Out. I said blocked out. I said blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So, I, you know, Gigi, I'm are you sorry, guys, but I, I'm ready for what? some education oh here. I, I think oh. I need some education about the show that we're talking about. Can you inform us, please? Let her I will because I just put on my teacher outfit. So you guys, somebody has to put on a maid outfit. <gasps> Gigi Somebody's Sensei. Somebody's put on cat ears or somebody has to put on library glasses. You decide ooh, ooh. what trope you want to be. Even better, turn the library into a secretary. Ooh, under that desk, Heck fam. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is trash well, night basically. So you're in for a lot of this tonight. <laughs> Have they not been here? If you are not <laughs> familiar not with our are? Valentine's Day episodes, generally nine times out of ten, it's been full of garbage. <laughs> and so this much year is fucking no references. It's not even funny. <laughs> All right. Domestic Girlfriend aired in the winter of 2019 and brought us 12 episodes of not-so-pure, unadulterated uh, romance, I guess. Sort of. No. (laughs) Sentai Filmworks dubbed this last year. And if you haven't been able to choose your lady, here's a quick synopsis. Well, okay, forget that. I'm going to do geometry because now I'm wearing the teacher outfit. GG Sensei. Oh, man. You got your boy Natsuo. Okay, here's your one line. You got to draw it to the next girl. He's in love with his Sensei Hina. But even though he's hot for teacher, (laughs) he sleeps with some rando girl he meets named Rui. There's your other line. But surprise, they both become his stepsisters because his dad pulls a marmalade boy. And did I mention <laughs> that they are sisters? <laughs> Whoever will Natsuo choose. And as a special bonus, two more girls get added to his harem. It's a goddamn dumpster fire. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is what high school is all about. <laughs> My high school life was not a harem. Thank you very much. My high school life was not like this. Nope. <laughs> not to this extent. <clears throat> well, Noah's apparently was because he's being quiet for once. <laughs> the very talkative and very animated Noah suddenly silenced by how by the memories of high school and his many wonderful harems. 
anything that you have heard about me being involved in a six-way is absolutely a lie. Lies, I tell you. Well, okay. <laughs> that... It was that Momo I, girl, I tell you. It was... God damn it. <laughs> anyway. All right, fam, we're going to talk about some actors. We're going to talk about some staff. And I'm going to wing this off the top of my head because it's been friggin' almost a year since I've hosted one of these. Yeah, it's been can, a can I hot just, minute can, for you. Yeah. Can I add just one one comment about the production side of things? Oh, God. Is yes, that, please do. Is that um, for those who have been uh, following anime studios recently, you may have noticed this studio come up recently. This whole I thing was put together by studio. Going. Diomedia, and some of you may not recognize that name, but those of you who follow your trashy, very, very unpure shows will probably recognize that because they've done shows like last year they've done Chio School Road, they've done Personal Favorite Fuka, they did uh, Honda Kun. So basically, they have a they have a reputation for doing shows that aren't really very church appropriate. Let's put it that way. Didn't they do Diabolic Lovers? Don't know. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that show. That's all I talk about. That's all we care about. (laughs) Well, Chio School Road is funny and and wonderful, but Diabolic Lovers is the true winner (laughs) in all of this. Even even Chio School Road, even who was which was funny, still had uh, an excess amount of fan service and panty shots, like more than your average comedy. Point still stands. We're, we are here for Diabolic Lovers. <laughs> I would also like to say this is OP Slaps, and you can find it on Spotify, because it's all I've been listening to for the past two days. Oh that is a rockin' piano, it indeed. Uh, I thought the OP was the best part of this anime. Oh, God, did I say that Ooh. already? Well. <laughs> Gigi's there, hot takes. This is, a, this is a show with a literary club, with a teacher who sleeps with a former student, and a wonderful bartender just an absolutely fabulous bartender and you're telling me the best character in the show by the way arguably tell you that there are spoilers even though you probably heard this great disclaimer which i'm sure i'll be recording later which i still don't know what it's gonna be (laughs) we could always rope in our significant others like last year i don't fucking know what is going to i got i got an idea now oh no (laughs) I'll, I'll see him in two weeks. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Hi, Itchy. Bring Itchy into it. Fuck yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All anyway. right. So let, let's talk about some staff, fam. We have a lovely director and a lovely writer for this trash pile. Our director is Mr. John Swayze, who I know is an actor, but apparently he goes back in time directing a lot of anime, yeah, including Air Gear, Welcome to the NHK and my personal favorite, which I'll never talk about, Five Brain Season 2. Five Brain! I know! Gigi! It's just us two, the only two people in the world. No, 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 who no. Have no. Maybe, maybe Jet. Maybe, maybe Jet. Jet. I can see Jet okay. possibly watching it. However, Gigi, I'm saying this right the fuck now. TLDR, we need to do Five Brain episode. Oh my god, I'm in. Hell yeah. Anyway, writer. Our writer is Miss Holly Sigara. Hopefully I pronounced your name correctly. If I didn't, please let me know in the comments below. Uh, who has also written Real Girl Seasons 1 and 2, Haikyuu Seasons 2 and 3, and Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon Season 2? Yes! Yes, it is! Stop so doing it's, this! Okay, so it's always wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon. So, are- so rather new writer on the Sentai side, then. 
Yes, it seems like she took all of Caitlin Barr's stuff that Caitlin had started oh, yeah. and like continued it. That makes sense considering mm-hmm. Caitlin's over in Dallas now. But yes, not all of it, but I know Caitlin did high Q. Right. Okay. All right. So, um, I guess in order yeah. to start talking about this, we're just gonna jump right into it. Yay! Oh, God. <laughs> Head first into that trash. <laughs> Head first into the dumpster fire, fam. <laughs> uh, does anybody want to say something first, or do you want me to just jump? I off don't the understand here? why people really like this show. You don't. <laughs> No, 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 no. This is my journey watching this show, okay? And some of it is documented on our fucking Cage Crew DM chat with Megan included, (laughs) mind you. Um, Megan couldn't join us. We miss you, Megan. Megan couldn't join us this year. Um, She's here in spirit. Yes, she's she's always here in spirit with all of the fucking cracks and everything. (laughs) Um, Anyway, (laughs) this is my journey with the show, all right? Starting out like, okay, I know this is a trash fire. Let's see how this goes. So I know what I'm expecting. Wait a second. It's actually trying to attempt and be serious in an interesting way and have funny moments. Episode four or five. Okay. I think I kind of like this, like this in a non, in an unironic way. Cool. And then we get to like fucking whatever episode. Okay. Legit. Content warning for a reason. There's masturbation <laughs> involved. Ah, uh, yes. That, that would be self-love. the One wonderful self-care. episode seven. Well, thank Wait. you. Episode seven. Once that comes Lucky. into play and it's like, oh, there's the trash that I was expect that I had been looking for this entire fucking time. And then it's like, well, there it goes. I don't really like it anymore. <laughs> that was my but you weird got- journey. <laughs> You got trash in the very first episode when the first line of dialogue was and like something like, and this was how I lost my I know, virginity. The exact line. Let me read the exact line for but, it. Oh, it thank was you. a few a few minutes ago I lost my virginity. But legit, to which point, wow, after just that a few point. minutes. To which point? To which yes, to which point all of us in the audience were thinking to ourselves, ah, uh, you'll find it somewhere. Oh god. No, but <laughs> Legit, after that one line, at least for the rest of that episode and a few episodes more, it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's trying to actually attempt to be good. And then dumpster fire. (laughs) This was my weird journey. Look, look, here's my other thing, too, though. My tolerance tolerance and patience level on a lot of things, including shows, is very high. (laughs) Yes, so yep. I've been desensitized to a lot of fucking things. I have watched School Days, boys and girls. Ah, uh, School Days. Uh, Valentine's Day next year? Yay! Oh, wait, 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 wait. No. there's no dub for that. Just wait. Okay. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to explain my weird journey because it's like, what the fuck is this show? I don't understand why it was so popular. Well, I watched this show with Itchy. Like, way before I was supposed to. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was screaming at, like, the entire thing, as I like to do with my trash. Yep. And then he watched the last episode before I did. And the whole time he goes, you're not going to like this ending. You're not going to like this ending. No, don't, the ending is kind of bad, actually. I'm going to set this up for you. You're not going to like this ending. And lo and behold, I hated the ending. Yeah, it's not a good ending. And I was just like... Are you fucking kidding me right now? I just screamed and sort of enjoyed this for 
11 episodes and you're going to give me this trash pile? Are you kidding me, Gigi? After all of that buildup, you weren't satisfied with the very conclusive, very definitive, very satisfying ending that the show ends off on? No. Read the manga. That's what this all is. There are many anime out there. Many anime. Sometimes it's because of production. Sometimes because there's not enough material. But for whatever reason, a lot of anime end off with the vague note, you want to know what happens next? You have to go out and read the manga. We had we no, kind of had this last year with Yona, actually, too. We had it so <laughs> bad with Yona last Yona year. Was, I, Yona is a huge offender of that. It so took until... Bad very last episode for the final guy to show up yep. and then it's like okay finally finally we got our group together now let's go beat the bad guy and final credits roll and i'm still waiting for them to finish it i know uh, i've been right. reading well, the manga ever since well all that being said you know dumpster fire or not depending on how your cha- your tastes run mm-hmm. i always say that sometimes a good dub can save a really bad show yes True. And here's here's where I got confused. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell if the choices that were made in this dub were done purposefully or they were just done to get it out. So here here's what I'm saying. This show had so much over the top drama in it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the scenes do not have any dialogue. In fact, some of the trashiest and most dramatic scenes don't have dialogue. Yep. So when mm-hmm. there is dialogue in them, it's like... Are you going to make it super over-the-top soap opera-y? Like, what are you going to do here? Melodramatic? Anything? It just, to me, most of the time, sounded flat and awkward. Um, But here's where (laughs) I'm torn. Because is this a conscious choice? Because most of the characters, I'm not saying the acting. I'm saying the, the characters that were written in the manga that got turned into the anime are also flat and awkward because they're teenagers, they're high schoolers, they don't really know what's going on. And if they do know Mm. what's going on, it's like, what, what, where, where do your minds go? Now there, Um, now the question on that about was this intentional or not, I'm going to say no for the exact reason that we have plenty of even recent dubbed anime that features melodramatic high school settings where the acting was wonderful it was like really captures the emotion while being sincere about it look at bloom into you from last year that yeah. was also high melodrama also kind of taboo without dipping into the realm of i don't enjoy the acting here or this sounds stilted and flat so what we got here is we have a show that is trying to be both a comedy and be melodramatic at the same time because a yeah. lot of their moments where like let's look at um well what's a good example here okay episode two i think it is we have characters who are trying to get ryu to come out of her shell to you know be more conversational like oh how do yeah they do- i will admit in the classroom I, I admit and i love that i actually literally love that scene <laughs> it got a really nice chuckle out of me it was great wasn't it and we I had our main character we had our main character who's basically doing impressions of five different characters and being way over the top that's comedic. Like, that's yep. not going to be... The, that's not the melodramatic parts you're thinking of. That's the funny parts. The problem... Right. You got a dub that's so good at the funny parts. I think this excels way better at being a comedy than it does mm-hmm. being a drama. Yeah. I, I love the comedic moments on in this show. I think... I think, Gigi, if I'm... You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the point you're trying to get to is possibly maybe the source material and what they had to work with. It may not be the greatest... Well... <laughs> At least that's not that's I watched, what I think, but 
I watched it in Japanese too, and it's like a completely different show. Oh, definitely. Really? But he, here's here's another thing with it though. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like the casting choices were interesting. I'll talk more about that when we talk about the other characters. Um, I think that the casting choices fit more if it were a conscious choice to make everybody sound kind of awkward. Um, some of the uh, the line reads felt kind of odd for me, but here's what kind of like hit me over the head with the big Harley Quinn mallet, okay? The writing was so literal and the dialogue sounded so stilted to me. It sounded so formal and like some of the words that were chosen I felt like they were just like very literal to the Japanese translation. Mm, okay. This is how mm-hmm. it is for like I think like 80% of the anime. Now there's 20% where it like goes totally balls up to the wall like trying to be funny, meme kind of dialogue. Uh, we, which we've got some of our you, favorite lines written and we'll reference them throughout I ha- the night. I have a few written exactly. ones too. Like, and I love that stuff. Like, that's what I love. And I think that's what a show like Domestic Girlfriend needs Mm -hmm. because it is over the top and trying to be melodramatic and trashy and comedic at the same time. And I think it needed more of that and less of like the literal line translation. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, like taking maybe a little bit more liberties with the translation. Exactly. And I mean, like when when it did get funny, it came out of nowhere and then it went right back to the other tone. (laughs) And I was just like the best part of the show, aside from fucking um, Masaki. Masaki is my favorite character, by the way. Um, We'll talk about him later. But some of my favorite moments, believe it or not, are the comedic moments. Like the scene that and that, wow, I almost said Andrew Noah is describing. Oh, Mina, Whoa, Mina is the best character ever, and Hifumi is my waifu, and I just absolutely love growing my my, my Keanu Reeves beard out so much. And come here, come here, Stephanie, baby, let me snuggle oh, you. Oh yes, yes, all of the hugs and cuddles, yes. Oh yes, please. Suddenly Noah is now in domestic girlfriend. There it is. No, but like, hi, Jenny. I will cook for you every night. Ah, yay. Uh, no. But, (laughs) no, but the scene in episode two that Noah was talking about, um, where Natsu is trying to help Rui, like, try and be a little less blunt and socially awkward and trying to make friends, like, that really, like, I laughed my ass off at it. There were other points where all of a sudden, whether it was something that was actually a comedic moment or like I will admit some of the lines that would come out of left field like all of a sudden I'd have one of those moments where I just have a quick burst of laughter and just write it down because I'm like why is this a thing (laughs) like it's true but I think the whole thing should be why is this a thing like this is it needs more camp Mm. it needs more trash I mean they could you need like with a show like this, you I think it needed to go one way or the other. Like mm. it needed to go more diabolic lovers, more blood yes. and less diabolic lovers. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Ouch. I'm right between the two of them. 
But the problem, we would have, I mean, it is two, it feels like two different shows kind of smashed together, but those comedic moments kind of die down by the second half of the show. Once we've introduced our characters and we've had our goofy interactions and we start getting into, you know, let's, let's cover some of the topics here. Um, infidelity, banging your teacher, banging your stepsister, um, banging your club leader, banging the girl who slept with three different guys. Uh, once we've gotten to that point there, we kind of... He just this wrote, guy, like I heard the paper shake, and I'm like, oh god, what the fuck did he write down? Oh, <laughs> I got, a I got list? A, How many are pages? This show is the about Yakuza. a novelist. I wrote a novel for this entire show. Oh, sweet lord. Wah, wah. There was a lot to write about, but this entire okay. When you have a dub that's this comedic, you're going to remember those parts, and I'm. Mm -hmm. As long as it captures the spirit of what that scene was going for, I'm okay with that. It doesn't yeah. really change what happened. Like, there's a scene where Masaki is banging on a drum in a thong, completely out of left field, and shouts out to the crowd, well, since you're here, you might as well get down and shake your ass. <laughs> yep, I wrote that down as one of the lines that caught my attention. I got, I just, that was one of those moments where I just had that burst of laughter. But, right. like... Masaki's you, the best character, and it makes so much sense for him to say that. <laughs> but then you, and then you take that. But then you take that scene where you know we're laughing, and then a few minutes later we're having this this intimate conversation about how you know two characters shouldn't get together. They think mm -hmm. like we're not good for each other, or this, right. you know get away from me, basically. That's kind of hard to to do properly. Um, I think one of the only shows I've seen that does that properly is Oran High School Host Club, and even then it faltered in cases of there. So, I guess the best way to go about uh, fixing the dub here wasn't so much the writing; it was in how to direct the characters. Because if you're sincere, if your acting sounds sincere and doesn't sound flat or stilted, you can be funny one scene and sincere the next and melodramatic the next. And we just didn't get that consistently across the board. I think I think it's a mix of both the direction and the writing in this case cuz I didn't watch the Japanese but it's sounding like it the English dub is almost a one for one translation if that sounds accurate. Yes. In the dramatic it, moments. In yes. All, okay. So I think being a more one one for one translation, I think that's part like written that way. That's partially the downfall here. Um, but you, are, I also do agree with Noah's point of it that some of the direction, like you could have, you could have strayed a little bit from the serious melodramatic. To be fair, it's probably what was called for in the show. And to be fair, I understand that that's the conscious choice to go with. Um, but yeah, some of the direction may have been stilted for some characters or just didn't come off very well. Um, and I would imagine it's that a show like this is a very difficult and interesting show to even work with to begin with. Yeah, so, there's not really there's not a template of like any other show to no. point to because there's archetypes in this. There's <laughs> lots of stereotypes, but the, it's. The combination of them isn't something you usually I see in other shows. I also think that there's sometimes the subject matter that's involved in the show that some people may not be as comfortable with compared to other people who are okay with full-blown trash. Hi, everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a hard show to tackle with different... All of the things that Noah listed off a second ago, all of those complex moments, it's... It might rub people the wrong way, too. All right. So we've talked a lot about the writing and the directing. 
how we feel that it comes like and makes the show as a whole. Let's start digging down deep. Let's go down deep. Let's get in, fam. Let's go and, dumpster uh, diving. Let's talk about some performances. Yeah, um, so what about your friends? Will they stand their ground? Will they let you down? Yeah. Broski. Who gets that reference? Broski. If you want to be if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. God damn it. That was a different <laughs> reference. <laughs> a completely different reference that I picked up on. All right. Well, I want to talk about my favorite character in the show who didn't really have a big part in it, but he was my favorite character. And a he rescued. Other... He stopped the panty thief. I That's know, a huge a role. <laughs> and some other things that were going on. So let's talk about my boo, Alex. Yay. Um, He's my favorite character Broski. in the show. He's like the half American transfer Broski. student. <laughs> and then Bro. let's also talk Bro. about Fum- Fumia, who is uh, our boy Natsuo's BFF for life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Alex is played by Blake Shepard. You may know him as my husbando in several different trash <laughs> like Lito from Diabolic Lovers, Iki from Amnesia, and also Soma from Food Wars. Fumia is played by Andrew Love, who played Takeo in My Love Story, Yuma in Diabolic Lovers More Blood, and uh, strangely enough, I remember him as Akio from Clannad. I don't know. These these are my examples because I watched the weirdest shit ever. Um, So just real quickly on these guys, I just want to point out something weird about Andrew Love, who's one of my more favorite voice actors. But he sounded really strange in this. Like I kind of liked it though. He like he specifically pitched his voice up higher yes. so he could sound younger and nerdier. Yes. For like 80%. And then for 20% he forgot what he was doing and reverted back to regular deep voice I heard that Andrew a couple Love. times. No, but I I admittedly kind of liked it cuz Andrew Love, if you are familiar with Andrew Love's tone and his range, he ain't a nerdy fucking high schooler he's no tough man man kind of deal right so (laughs) first of all him playing a nerdy character like this like bravo (laughs) i loved it (laughs) like i'm like holy shit this is playing completely against type here (laughs) it was great are you saying that every character in anime who has glasses has to be a nerdy character they could also be a sexy nerd and this guy is definitely a sexy nerd, right? <laughs> I think that... Look at that character design on the screen. Like, total Noah, stud we, right there. Did, Noah, did we really watch the same show? I'm debating Wait, on who you are and why I'm friends with you right now. <laughs> it's not about the... Well, ouch. But secondly, <laughs> it's not about the appearance. It's about what's inside. Yes. And this is a guy who would take a bullet for his best friend. Oh, that he, is sexy right he there. He is the best kind of friend ever. I want him as my best friend. Like he's well, you can have him because apparently I'm not good enough to be your friend Look. anymore. <laughs> oh my God! Here is like our domestic quarrel. No, Andrew. no, 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 no. Okay. Oh, no, 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 Noah. <gasps> you're not my best friend anymore. Ouch. You're my boyfriend because apparently you're Andrew now. <laughs> Come on, could I? I no. <laughs> I'm sorry, Andrew. I love you, man. I love you like a brother. I would take a bullet for you, but I ain't being you. <laughs> oh my God. I've cultivated I've cultivated a very distinct personality, and I, I can't go to the Mina fan club groups. I, I'm no. sorry, I just can't do that. To I quote, can't stand. To Mina. quote a line in the show that I wrote down, that's some hot tea right there. <laughs> I wrote that too. <laughs> yes, that's 
that's like my favorite line of the show. <laughs> See, mine, mine is the whole get down and shake that ass one. That's my favorite. But, you know, oh anyway. My God. Well, you know me. I'm all about that tea. My my Andrew Love tea, though, is, again, inconsistent. Like, I feel like this whole show is inconsistent. <laughs> I, you know, I, I hate doing this. I hate doing this. But I can't be like, hey, everything's fucking sunshine and roses. And I'm just going to be like, you know, I don't I don't mean disrespect to anyone or anything that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Y'all y'all know. But this is like a review. It's not going to be 10 out of 10 for everything. No, <laughs> A starlight review. No, I wasn't on that episode. I still never finished that show. No, I think anyone oh. did. I, I finished it begrudgingly and it, it's not a plot based show so it's not like you have to finish it anyway all right so uh yeah there's that friend and then we have alex who al who is my favorite character oh, i don't know why i think i just like the half american transfer students but he's so freaking animated and cute and loud and he's 100 percent stud here's the okay. thing that kind of I'll admit, Blake Shepard is so good because he's that fun, animated personality that Alex is. The one thing I'm not a fan of, though, and I'm going to I already know that Gigi's going to fight me. Why do they make him all dude broy to be the supposed typical American? Because he's American. That's just how Americans act. No, it's not. Around, there are 8 million Americans on. Yes, there are a lot of Americans. And yes, we all talk like this. Not we everybody. all talk like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Oh, sweet Lord. Do you know that I got called out today at work from somebody in my California office because I sounded more California than people who live there? <laughs> Oh my Talk god. About a dude bro. That's hilarious. And I was like, I I watch Clueless way too many times. It's not my fault. I'm trying to get it corrected. But yeah, these these boys are good boys. Blake Shepard was one of the people who I felt had the most consistent performance, mm-hmm. but then again, he was only in like four episodes. And, so and yeah. plus I was Al- I was sad. Al- Alex's character and personality is one of the few that is supposed to be consistently like loud and animated, which that's just the character. <laughs> Exactly. Which but I mean, worst. it worked. Yep. It needed it. The show needed it at this point when the drama was off the rails. Oh, yeah. When everybody was fucking everybody Fair else. Point. It needed <laughs> it, it needed that breath. Of, it needed that breath of fresh air. It needed that bit of relief sometimes. And that's where Alex came into the picture. Just being his freak, freaking bonkers self and giving us a laugh with all of the stinking melodrama. That's what his purpose is, and I appreciate that. And it is a shame that he did not show up more, because there you could have had an interesting dynamic with him upsetting the love triangle as we had it. Yes! I wish he was... No, but here's, here's, the, here's what I wish. I wish he has been a part of the show since the beginning. I yes. don't know. I honestly don't, because you have... I don't know. I feel like we would have gotten tired of him a little too quickly That's with fair. his, you know puppy on heroin personality that if he is, had that, been in the show that's throughout fair because not so as other two friends who aren't as animated as alex is but are pretty out there i did kind of get annoyed with them way through so you have a point look the i didn't get annoyed F- by mike haimoto's character and tata never falls in love who is basically the same person as this guy it okay but for the but that was a very different kind of show yeah like tone wise very different for kind sure of show. 
But as for the actual acting, I, I, I agree. And I'm sorry, Blake Shepard's entire persona, like he just sounded like he was having fun. Yeah. And I would have I would have thought that for a character that was this over the top and stereotypically American, mm-hmm. that it would have been hard to keep it contained. It would have come off as very um yeah, as very unconvincing or even annoying, mm-hmm. but he's consistently annoying. <laughs> but it's just too lovable, you know. Yeah, he's like, really is. What, what does he do? He, uh, you know, he's a white guy who's into who's into Asian chicks, obviously, mm-hmm. and he's got a lot of misunderstandings about Japanese culture. That's fine in doses because it's kind of fun sometimes to watch Americans yes. get made fun of the way that we make fun of other cultures. We deserve it. It's true. We do. We do deserve it sometimes. Uh, us and Who our rides bullshit. a bicycle through a school? Our, Who our, does us that? Us bullshit. Al. Yeah. Yeah. Your friend Al. He oh, call, he shortens the main character's name down to Nat. Yep. To Nat King Cole. Nat. That's it. Nat. Yep. So do I want to swat him with a fly swatter? Yes. <laughs> Not that kind of. Na- no. 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 Oh. That no. that's in that's in the Dojin spinoff. Oh, okay. That's I'm glad sp- you read my doujin. Thank you for that two dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yes, in the episode eleven where they go on their class trip and Alex gets so drunk that he starts making out with them, that's the spinoff. That, that we was deserved. good. I like that's that. That's the bit. OVA we deserve. <laughs> Random drunk off of what the fuck was it he accidentally got drunk off of? It was like a spice on their food that yeah. was fermented, I guess. Something it, it was, like that. Here's the problem with this show. This is a production thing. This has nothing to do with the yeah, dub. But Diomedia is a cheap-ass studio because they don't animate anything very well. And they always skimp on anything that involves a lot of movement. So if you missed small details, it's probably because they didn't animate them at all. They had, like, one shot, like, one frame, and then that's it. Yep. Like, there's a scene where they have a school club festival. They have the... You know, and the midterm festival. It's like eleven slides and a flute solo. That's it. There's no movement. It's just here's a montage of everything yep. we did, and that's it. And it's over. Yep. We I wanted we to see any, the full performance. We didn't performance. get any fun stuff with the cultural festival, and I was a little bit disappointed by that. <laughs> we got one. We got one thing. We got some guy on stage being the cowardly lion from The Wizard of Oz. Yes, I picked up on it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Cowardly lie, Noah. let's fucking go. Noah, can we talk about BL some more? Yes, please. Oh, that's, let's, let's uh, we can talk about... It. We will, we will, but that that's for the, the Patreon-only podcast. For this one... <laughs> the, but the I pat- want to talk about Patreon, BL some more The Patreon-only podcast that doesn't exist. Yeah, that's my show. I have the Patreon only podcast. That's what I'm talking about. I I would I need to get I need to find out how to suck up to your bosses and get on the trash podcast sometime because that sounds oh, like a lot well, of fun. Don't worry, I have your number, boo. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh wait, no, that's wrong. <laughs> so, Whoops. Well, I still want to talk about BL, so I want to talk about the king of BL himself, Yay! and that would be. Mr. David Wald, who plays our boy Hot for Teacher, while well, I'm Hot for Teacher, Ragey. Yes. There's your Udapri reference for this episode. <laughs> and while we're, no, while no, no, we're no, 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 reference. He's playing another fucking Ragey, first of all. Oh, I don't know. shit. I, I don't know right. what that's a reference to. Diabolic don't lovers, work. bitches. Diabolic oh, lovers. You God. right. You right, fam. The fun so, police is back. <laughs> The fun police is literally back, yes, guys. Get me out of here. <laughs> while while we're hot for teacher, let's talk about the other teacher in the show, but not the one you're thinking of. Let's talk about Shu. 
That slut. That fucking slut. That He's man horse slut. He's such asshole. God, I hate shoe. Anyway, so shoe's played by Adam Gibbs. So let's, <laughs> let's just keep this going. Adam Gibbs plays a lot of vampires. He plays Rookie in Diabolic Lover's More Blood, a.k.a. Steph's vanilla boyfriend. Yes, my vanilla boyfriend. He plays boyfriend. Yuki in Devil's Line, who wants to go out and jerk off in the hallway. <laughs> and he plays the best BL boy, no. Ryoma, in Love Stage. God bless. Yes. Set your pink elephants on fire, my good man. Uh-huh. Speaking of love, Gigi, 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 Gigi what? did what? you find? What? Did you just find a way to tie in the masturbation scene from this show and the hallway scene from Devil's she Line in one did. line of dialogue? <laughs> yep, yes, sure did. Wow, it's what they pay me the big bucks for. It's ah, where all your Patreon money goes. Wow, <laughs> except it doesn't. <laughs> except it doesn't. I haven't seen a penny of it. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. D- yeah, David Wald plays Ragey and Diabolic Lovers, my boy Ray in Love Stage, and his favorite role, Bulat, in Akame Got Kill. Mm. All right, I'm hot for teacher, fam. I got to tell you that David Wald's Ragey, mm, mm, you know because it's me. You know because it's me. See, see, um, see, I'm likely to agree with you on this because it's also me here's one thing that kind of bugged me about and this is more about the character itself i think than david wald as this performance um so very early on when we meet him and natsu gets dragged into joining the literature club like he he (laughs) he as he said as he said no as reiji says you made a contractual obligation to be my slave First of all, that's not what I'm getting to. Um, oh. I was okay with this. Um, again, hi, everybody. My name is Stephanie. I'm in the trash sometimes. Uh, <laughs> no, but, like, the scene where he tries to get Natsuo and the club president to kiss for some fucking reason. Because it's no. like, you're a fucking teacher. Why would you do that? Yes. Why because would you- this is yeah, trash. But- this is trash. No, no. Well, okay, there is trash, but here, I, I think I'm with Lilac and then I kind of draw the line yeah. when it comes to uh, unhealthy relationships yeah. with power dynamics. If you're a teacher to high school students, you do not get to do that no, kind no, of no, thing. No, no. Like, we're already teetering the line with the whole student-teacher relationship thing. Yeah. That's a bi-consensual relationship going on. Mm-hmm. But this right here was like, it made me not like the character yeah. right out of the gate. Now, I already I hated him because he character. wears sandals to school. <laughs> Nobody should wear sandals to school. That I was not about. No sandals ever. (laughs) He even wore sandals at home. Yeah. Well, that's fine. But I mean, like, in terms of, like, a character introduction in that episode, like, it's not, it doesn't paint the character in the best light. However, the character, I think, gets a lot better, honestly. Um, But granted, even with that scene that I was not a fan of, um... I mean, it's David Wall knocked this role out of the park. Like he had, he was he was just so much fun. Like he, oh, that was my note about him being a sleaze baller, or whatever. Um, I mean, I wrote down yes, daddy, because <laughs> it's Gigi. Hi, GW. Ha, ah, we miss you. Hi. <laughs> right before we started, Gigi was reminiscing how she's. <laughs> Gigi I was, was like, reminiscing oh. the interview we had with him. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I mean, as a character, not the greatest introduction, and I'm not a fan of that. But that's his on real the show. 
But his real introduction was when he was talking to Natsuo up on the roof and they almost made out. It's the B-L- same episode, B-L- though. It's the same B-L- episode. B-L- I will say no, that bit was no. also good. But you know what? Um, but my point still stands. Like, you don't make your try to make your students fucking kiss. And I in mean, front of you, I was worried that he was about to, like, get off on that shit. That's the source material. You can't I know. do anything about it. I know. I'm just. Yes, ver- you can. Yes, you can. You can cut material that was in the source material. Not if, if you're does- dubbing this. Not this if you're dubbing this. Your anime. Oh, okay. Oh no. I'm okay. You're right. I thought you were talking about in adapting from the manga to the anime. Oh no, no, no. Oh no, you can, but not when you're. Deter- but she's saying like even when it's already made and you're going uh, yeah, to dub it, you can't. I can understand that. I. Again, that's just a complaint I have about the character and the show itself, not the dub. <laughs> well, okay, so that's so just back my to... general complaint. There, I had to bring it up, though. I really didn't want to. <laughs> but, because I do want to give full props to David about because it, it's a hard kind of character to play. Yes. Because yeah, you think he's going to be a sleazeball mm-hmm. right out of the gate because every teacher that we've met up to this point has been a sleazeball. Yep. But he turns out to be really yeah. important because not only is he the only kind of good teacher, he also becomes. A mentor to Natsuo mm-hmm. because turns out he's his favorite author. Oh my god! Plot and twist. that is, I mean that I know some people were like, where does this whole you know he's an author thing come from? It kind of came out of left field. It was it was weaved into the show because Natsuo from the yeah. beginning is established as wanting to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's probably a little bit of author wish fulfillment in there. Successful mangaka writes a story about a kid who wishes that he was a published author. That doesn't feel self insert fan fiction at all. No, well, but no. David, I don't know. What is no. it? But, yeah, but, no, I'm kidding. No, no, give props to David Wall because uh, when when he does get sincere yes. lines, like he has to, yep. like he has to, uh, I think it was actually in episode 11, he has a very heart to heart with Natsuo about, um, I'm not taking on a, a, an apprentice yes. and you have to make sure that if you want to become a writer full time, it has to be about, for it, you ha- yes, you have to, learning from me won't do you any good. And this is something that I agree about a lot of internships. Mm -hmm. You may learn some insider information or about how um, publishers work, but you will never become good as a talent unless you cultivate that just through suffering. And he even asked them, do you do, you want to write novels or do you just want the satisfaction of being an author? Two very different things. Yeah, that whole interaction between um, Natsuo and uh, Reiji, I loved that, honestly. Yeah. Well, and that those part that's a part where the the sincerity of the show mm-hmm. comes shining through. Absolutely. They didn't yes, play it for laughs. They you. played it. Yes. They, yeah. It was one it of had the few times with... where the sincerity of the show comes through. Yeah, it's like and it had nothing to do with banging girls. Yeah. So maybe that's what the show needed more of. Yeah. No. Okay. How, all right. It, it needed more boys banging boys. I agree. <laughs> but for this moment, it that's not what the show was about. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Like I I think that David Wald's performance as the teacher in here like it brought that level of sincerity. Yes. I think it also brought a level of integrity because the parts that needed to be serious were serious. Mm-hmm. The parts that were played for camp and trash were camp and trash. And I think that <laughs> as an actor, he knows how to do that very well. Yes. So he brought that to this character, oh, yeah. which is exactly what the dub needed at this point because now we're about a little more than halfway through the show and all we've gotten is like geometry banging stuff so now we have to bring in something else and literally i was watching this with chris 
and he had seen it because he was like 20 seconds ahead of me or something because we watched this over like you know we both press play at the same time and we talk on the phone because we're far away so this is how we live our lives and he's like so what he's screaming and i'm like then i start screaming and he's like oh you got it now and i was like yeah boy i was like we, we good we good fam like (laughs) <laughs> it, it came at a point in the show where it needed to have like a breakout performance mm-hmm. and i think that did it yeah now as for shoe yeah played by adam gibbs um slut the fucking slut he was like the smoothest friggin man whore asshole yes that, I, that made me hate I him even know more people like him in real life and that's exactly what they sound like yep mother so yeah. bravo <laughs> And that's a problem. Like. That's a problem. <laughs> like don't don't take lessons from this guy, people. No, don't be a shoe. Never be, be a shoe. shoe. <laughs> Never be a shoe. Make that a t-shirt. Never don't be, be a don't shoe. Don't be a shoe. And then there's just a picture of a shoe for some reason. <laughs> even if you even if <laughs> I tell you to step on me, please don't be a shoe. Please don't. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's no, a dad No, but like pun. Gigi has a val- has a very valid point about it. Like because unfortunately, or unfortunately, we know we all of us know a shoe <laughs> who is a yeah. smooth fucking operator, and just is, he just puts on this kind, gentle act, and this is exactly what the character calls for. <laughs> he didn't. Adam Gibbs did not sound smarmy. No, he like fucking believed no, in everything that yes. he said. Because Every a lot of shitty word that came out of his shitty yes. mouth. Yeah, there's a there are there are two timers who are Weasley who will change their persona to try to be who whatever it takes to get out of a bad situation. And, are, and then there are the guys ones like who this. think that what they're doing is right. Fine, basically, this it's fine. Is fine. Adam doesn't even think what he's doing is. I'm sorry, Shu doesn't think what he's doing is right. He knows it's wrong. He has embraced it. Right. He's justifying what he's doing yep. by saying. Um, I, I know this is wrong, but I feel like I, I really want to date my ex-student. Yep. I want to go behind my wife's back, yep. and I want to hook up with a 20-year-old. He what about the children? He fully, he fully believes what he's doing is fine. No, he. I, I don't think he thinks... He doesn't believe what he's doing is right. He has given up on fighting he what does, he's doing. He knows that it's wrong, but what? But at the end of the day, he thinks it's fine. And that entire, yeah, that he's the most composed of the entire yes. cast. Everyone who we're going to talk about, he is the most subdued, yep. the most laid back, the most chill. Yep. And that that makes me hate his smart, his, his stupid face even and more. And that's the point. <laughs> yep. It, I, he it he is. does it so well. And I am, yes. I'm kind of shocked because Adam Gibbs, man. like Now there's one scene. Adam Gibbs I, I, being an asshole. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, that hardly ever happened. Because <laughs> Adam Gibbs is usually a really, is usually like the nice guy nine times out of ten. We, and then there's. We're talking about Steph's man right now. This is, yes. <laughs> My Sentai guy. Um. So, so, Lilac, would you say that you want, uh, you want Shu to show you his talking snake puppet? Did you forget that scene? No, I didn't forget that scene. Oh, speak- <laughs> speaking of that, um, I didn't know. That was funny. I know. I didn't know that his voice could go that high. <laughs> I've yeah, never heard yeah. his voice go that high before. And it was so By weird because you, you had this low, subdued voice yep. throughout the whole thing. And then we do a flashback where he's doing this this Kermit. Hey there, 
not hey there Hina yep. how are you doing yep and it's like wait that's Adam I have never heard him go in a high pitched like falsetto voice like that before so I'm just sitting here like wait what in the, in like the <laughs> many years that I have watched things that Adam Gibbs has been in I have never seen that before in my life so I'm There's like, a first wait. time for everything. I know. <laughs> Just like Natsuo had his first time in the first 30 seconds of this anime. Not even the first 30 seconds of this anime. It was way before that. <laughs> it was before we even started were, it. Yes, as you were watching the opening credits where High Dive's logo came on and the word dub tech, Dubcast. Dubcast came on the screen, at that moment, that is when Natsuo was getting it on. <laughs> Just in those few minutes. Let's get it on. Dubcast. That's all it takes. I, I hate to tell you, but first time, that's all it takes. Yep. It's true. As the three of us reminisce. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting here reminiscing like, ah, yes. In the, t- in the time it took for me to heave that sigh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, boy. Oh, all right. Is anybody else? hot for teacher or should we talk about what seems to be the heart and soul of this anime i'm just gonna say this i love both of these performances because if you can make if you can make me hate a character aka adam gibbs i love you (laughs) and then david wald despite the intro but that's more on the fault of the show not the performance i liked it and he did have one of the most sincere moments in the entire show and especially when I, I think when you compare some of the performances from these two to some of the other ones who we'll talk about, who admittedly did have weightier material yeah. to handle than these two did, I, I do think these two were definitely some of the stronger elements. If we had yeah. this level of acting throughout the whole thing, I don't think Gigi would have anything to complain about. Yes. <laughs> She's just about like this it. show. In general, I can't get rid of all your complaints, but just for this show. <laughs> Maybe just this. I yes. can't do anything about reality and taxes and the weather and work and everything else out there yes the only (laughs) that's all she's gonna say now anyway (sighs) i want to get drunk will somebody please pour me some box wine do you know any good bartenders fuck yeah i do let's go we need to go to this cafe it's called lamont let's go to cafe lamont right now do you know a bartender whose name is marie oh hell yeah i do He's also amazing. known as Masaki. Oh, is he that 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 swishy guy who's got that that porno mustache and an amazing back tattoo? Oh yes, Yakuza. Yakuza. I love him. <laughs> All right, fam. Let's talk about who the real best boy of the show is. Hell yeah. <laughs> It's Marie, a.k.a. Misaki, the bartender at this lovely cafe. He is played by John Gramillion. Um, and we're going to take it way back way back for this one he plays takashi goto from kadocha my sleeper one of my favorite dubs of all time wow he plays people actually remember that show i know right he plays you can't watch it anywhere anymore. you can't it's totally gone just on my dvds which i have hoarded you uh, hoard those like a dragon oh i'm never getting rid of them <laughs> um anyway. he also plays bishop in Fibrain and dracule mihawk in one piece because i couldn't I never saw any of the rest of the stuff that he's been in, but he's been in a lot. He goes yeah. back in time, fam. Um, he's and he's, so he's when, like back in the ADV days, I think. Yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. when I was first watching this anime and only had like 
a name of a character and then like an actor in it mm-hmm. and i wasn't paying attention like at all i was like oh this has got to be david wald's character right <laughs> no nope um but here's the thing is that uh i was kind of pleasantly surprised by this because i was like okay i was like i'm really enjoying this and he has like equal parts camp to him which he needs to have because he's one of the comic relief characters and like we've all said this anime does Mm -hmm. the comic relief dub real good um but his his other side is that he's a fucking Yakuza. Yep. And he has like some hard ass shit that went on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And when he's telling that story that's in a flashback, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. I believe it. Yep. And then I was like, where's my spinoff? Because I totally Maji love 1000% watch that. Oh, my God. I would love I that, like, too. And th- like every one of the characters, like uh, some of these characters don't know each other directly. Well, they do by the end of it. But every one of them goes to the bartender for like. Consultation or advice at some point throughout the show. Oh, absolutely! It's amazing. And he talks a lot, and he's real good at it. Yeah, I know one thing. I know one thing I really appreciate with this performance um, is obviously Marie is gay. Obviously, no, really. Here's here's what I appreciate. (laughs) What are you with this performance? They didn't make Marie go the complete route of being overly flamboyant. They didn't? Not... Noah, there are some characters in anime, if they are gay, they're just way over the top. Like, super over the top. Like, this is... And not all gay men sound like this. (laughs) Some do, others don't. And Marie is in that middle ground, I think. And it's like kind of going with the kiss him, not me argument of Surinuma not sounding like a goddamn whale when she was chubbier. Ah, uh, um, yes. You see where I'm kind of going with this. I see where you're going with this. Yep. So I really appreciate that they didn't, with Marie, they didn't go full on ham, full on flamboyant. They still retained his personality in the voice without meaning to go to that extent and really like overdoing it and stereotyping that. So I honestly really appreciate what they did with it. And he's definitely like one of my favorite performances. I mean, if if you went to that 100% level, Mm -hmm. you would never believe his backstory. Exactly. That's the whole big thing. And not only that, his entire persona requires that he's he's running a business. Mm-hmm. He's not only the bartender, he owns the place yep. where they're working at. Yep. So there are scenes where he does his over-the-top kind of swishy performance, like in the episode two where they're they're kind of reenacting what they think this businesswoman that they're talking about persona's like. She's like having an affair with a married man and they're you know, they're imagining what that's like and they start acting like the girl. But when he has to keep people in line, like in episode nine, where Shu comes into the cafe and we have our, what's it called? Neapolitan with sausage in it. Mm-hmm. He gets very professional because he's <laughs> trying to keep the peace. Now, that doesn't mean that he's a, he's not above throwing a quip over um, at them. Like, uh, what does he actually say? He he actually says to the character of Shu... He basically says um, it's silly to try to chase after your exes right after you've broken up. Yep. But he doesn't say it like that. He says it in such a a condescending gay best friend kind yep. of way. Without being overdone. Because, yeah, the second you kind of overdo it and make him go the, un- 
the the stere- the absolute stereotype that we'll sometimes see, you would not believe his story as a Yakuza. Because that is a twist that kind of comes out of left field, but it's very believable how how John pulls it off. Yes. Right. And there's a lot... And Yeah, I don't know why, uh, if that exactly plays into the bigger plot, because he's not one of the characters who gets any development. He's no. like, the he's the wisest person yes. in the entire cast who can see through mm-hmm. everyone's bullshit from behind the counter. Yep. But like, and yes, John John has a ton of fun playing it up. Like, I love yeah. how he flips from being very proper to being... Like he's got like a dorky evil laugh at one point mm-hmm. at the characters or he, he's just a lot of fun to have around. Oh yeah. He's 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 a fantastic character and the performance I think is fantastic. And I can appreciate that they didn't go the route of like over overdoing it or making him extremely extremely flamboyant like overdoing it. Like yes, queen, not that not to that extent. He does say that's some hot tea though. Mhm. That's still my favorite line in the show. Yep. So I really appreciate that they didn't go that route, and it, it makes a lot more sense for the character in general, honestly. When it comes to the writing, I think he got the best lines. <laughs> like, him, you can tell that Holly him, had a lot of fun writing that character. Him and yes. maybe Natsuo's friends. Like, one of the la- very first lines I fucking wrote down, to drop a deuce. <laughs> Going to the bathroom to drop a deuce. <sighs> got Gotta love boy potty humor i know like oh but but marie definitely had a lot of fun lines and yes in general this was my absolute favorite character like i'm not even rooting for <laughs> fucking natsuo or hina or rui i'm rooting for marie <laughs> this is the character i want to know <laughs> right now i don't care Did about he- anyone else and it was so sad at the end where he was talking about how his dad died from stage four I cancer. Know. And you're like, why, why weren't you the main character? Because <laughs> then know. it would be domestic boyfriend. But, and but the that problem would also, with that is... The there is zero is. problem. Exactly. <laughs> we would, I would we, have much rather have had domestic boyfriend. So now we just need a spinoff. That's all we need right now. Make Marie right. the main we, character. Let's go over his we, actual backstory and figure out what happened. And you just hear that, have Japan? him go with have him go on a journey of self-discovery. I know you're listening. <laughs> so it's basically basically be like GTO, I guess, where he, like he goes from being a hardcore badass gang member into a you know, a sweet-natured bartender. Yeah, probably. Yes. 10 out of 10 would prequel again. Yes. <laughs> all right. So we talked about all our best boys. I need some side chick action now. Oh, Everybody boy. needs a good side chick, right? Absolutely. So let's talk about the best girls in this Noah show. Says Everyone the most can fight me. Noah says the most chick. enthusiastic about the side chick thing. <laughs> let's talk about some side chicks, fam. We have Momo, played by Hillary Haig. Haig. Thank you. And we have Miu, aka Book Girl, aka Best Girl. Yes. Fight me. Yeah, played why would by I... Lucy Christian? We went over this. I wouldn't fight you. She is the best girl. I know she is the best girl. No one might fight me because his best girl is Momo. I got it. I got, I'm sorry. I got to give it up for she, she knits for people. She's such a sweetheart <laughs> and she, she knows what she's about. Miu has some insecurities, which I can get that. A lot of people have insecurities. Momo has gotten over it. Like she's got it put together. I, I would hang and bang with her any day of the week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's be real. I would, too. I love Momo. <laughs> Momo's a good girl. She was my second best girl. Um, so 
Hillary has also played Hajime in Pre-Tier, which nobody has watched except for me. Uh, Safu I can't watch it anywhere. Six. I, I own volume one, but I haven't seen the whole thing yet. It was on Funimation streaming. Did they take it off finally? I don't think it's there anymore. Oh, that sucks. It was on a couple months, possibly years ago. I don't know. It's been a while. Um, Safu in number six, which is also out of print. And Tessa in Full Metal Panic, which I haven't seen. Um, Luji Christians played like everyone and her mom. Uh, she plays <laughs> Chihaya in Chihaya Furu, aka one of my favorite anime of all time. Nagisa in Klanad. And uh, also one of our Go in the Hallway partners, Miss Sukasa in Devil's Line. Also the greatest <laughs> character of all time, Duck. Ah, Princess yes, Tutu. from Princess Tutu. Princess Tutu. I'm also the only one who doesn't like Princess Tutu. And that, a, that is that's why we didn't ask you to be on that episode. There was an episode. <laughs> exactly. There was an episode in planning <laughs> stage hell. It's been sitting in planning stage hell since the day we really started throwing shit together. <laughs> this is by, our by the way. No, 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 no. This, this is some mini behind the scenes rant about how dub talk works. Like we'll have some episode like likely if there's a show that you think we should cover oh. it's probably been in planning stage hell for a solid three or four years <laughs> let, let <laughs> like me get legit. that list up here how let me see what were some of the like i'm not going to list them off here but i'm just going to look through the list here of some of the the older shows that have been in the planning stage yep yep can oh heck no, yeah no, no. can <laughs> Considering this is this is announced at this point, the last Exile episode, Roots has been wanting to do that for ages. Like you have no that idea. Has, <laughs> that has been in the planning stage for so long. So the point that I think we had question marks next to it. Like, yes. is this actually going? Like, are to we happen? actually doing this? This is how our lives work. We again, if there is an episode that you think we should do, we probably want to. It's just we haven't done shit with it since the day we thought about it, like four years ago. I've been throwing around you... Vampire Night since we did Diabolic Lovers. I know you fam. did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'd be. I think I'd only be down for that just for the just for the excuse of watching it to finally get it out of the way. Look, That's the I, only I, reason. I watched Vampire Night for our other podcast last Halloween, and I can tell you right now, I cannot go through it again. Yeah, Vampire. It's well, just that bad. Vampire Night was my was was I enjoyed it in high school. I rewatched it when the uh, <laughs> a, a little bit after wow. the dub came out, and then I suddenly realized this is garbage. <laughs> The dub is not that good. <laughs> Ooh. It is rough. I can, I, I can compare that to a similar show where I, I one of my first shows I saw was Elfin Lead. Oh, God. Which is oh. also very trashy. Yes. And, oh, God. And here's the thing. I knew it was trash when I watched it, but I still liked it. I knew it was oh trash, God. too. I knew it was still trash, too. And then I made myself go through it anyway. And here I am. <laughs> I am not any better for it. <laughs> By the this way, is, Gigi, I, yes. I'm just... You are right. Pre-tier is still streaming on Funimation. Okay. I didn't hey. know they had the rights to that because they've never re-released it on home video. That's because nobody bought it but me. <laughs> it's well, cute. Right. And I once had that haircut. Fun fact. Anyways. Anyways. All right. So, uh, Miu, best girl, book girl. Best um, girl. She's my favorite girl. Um, there's a point in there where she's like blowing away David's David Wald's eyelash. And she goes... Right. Sensei. And I was like, whoa, girl. <laughs> I am not entirely convinced that that's what they were actually doing. I, I think that think was so a bluff. I mean, that I'm was, not that convinced was either. It's not addressed ever again. But I, but look here. Look, show. We know how you work at this point. 
It's just the atmosphere. There are no decent adult figures except for the dad. The dad of the main character is the best guy ever, and no, I no, will no, absolutely no, no, no. Yeah. no, the best male character is Marie. You get that fucking no. straight. <laughs> Okay, you're right. You are right. You're right. I, my point was is that I was furious at the main character's biological mom because I was like, did she divorce this guy? Because if she divorced Akihito, I'm going to curb stomp that woman. Uh, luckily for her, she just died. Yep. She passed away. <laughs> so she got out of that. <laughs> she got out of the curb stomping from Noah. <laughs> God oh damn God. it. Oh that is the God. only acceptable reason to leave this wonderful, wonderful man is death. That's it. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, I, I want to talk about Invest Girl some more. Um, yep. I just thought that Lucy played her so cutely yes. and so innocently. I loved it. Um, but there were also, like, points where she sounded very mature. Mm -hmm. Like, it just sounded like an all-around, well-rounded character, mm -hmm. which, again, like Reiji, like uh, Marie, even, I guess, like Shu, is something that we needed kind of to anchor us yes. in the anime at this point because she comes in again towards uh, the later she half. comes in in the same episode as reiji's character comes in yeah mm -hmm. and like by that point we kind of needed like yeah. some anchors mm -hmm. um i i swear to god i saw her in the opening and i was like this girl oh, had yeah. better win this girl had <laughs> better win and then she didn't win she, and then my she, heart was broken about to say she didn't win at the end of the Not show, she was, but she won over she was, our hearts. Exactly. She was never a contender, though. Like she, I think she's the only girl of the main group that wasn't actively courting Natsuo throughout the I show. I think that's maybe why I liked her so yeah, much. I think that's why I liked like. Her I just too. wanted them to get together so badly, and I was just honestly because I got really into the show. I was really devastated when they didn't have the twist mm. at the end, and he got with Book Girl. That would have <laughs> been that's the in best the ending. alternative OVA. That would have been the best <laughs> they, ending. They I made know. OVAs where she got to, where he got together with all of your favorite girls. Collect them all. Oh my god! That was just like Clannad. Yeah, absolutely, just like Clannad. Except mm -hmm. they never made a, uh, which was a character the they never made an OVA where uh, he got together with a violin girl. I hated that show. I don't remember it anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, but for Momo, I thought Hillary's performance was so cute and like. Yes. I, I felt a lot for Momo. Like, I actually felt emotion from this performance, despite all the trash that had happened in her life. And I was like, this poor girl, like, I just want to hug her and I want to take her little stuffed animals and I want to, like, put them on my backpack. Yep. And I just want to be friends with her because <laughs> she got dealt a wrong hand. And I could feel that in the yeah. way that she was speaking. Like, you couldn't really tell, like, on the character's face, because she was totally trying to play it cool and play it off. And it kind of actually reminded me of Yamada from Be Gotta HK, which if you haven't seen that, oh. go watch it on Funimation soon, because I have a feeling it's going to get expired really quickly. So go watch that anime. I have it on um, home video. We're good. I do, too, but some people might it. not. <laughs> <gasps> look blasphemy look here next valentine's day Lyle, well, how i mean dare you? we could how dare you have not seen it it's that oh i haven't seen it either look. but how dare you have not seen it already <laughs> no, look, no look you here. got that for a secret santa gift Ooh. it was look. like i really really liked momo and i loved how hillary played her and she was like a breath of fresh air to me oh yeah after the fucking triangle that was going on between natsuo hina rui the whole mm -hmm. freaking first half of the show oh, yeah and i was like once Momo came, I was like, oh, good. Finally, a good girl for him to get with. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> and then I mean, he could he have, could have, and then he didn't. And I, I was actually more proud of him for not getting with her. Yeah, but perf- kind yeah. of performance wise, breaking the misconception I, of her character and the rumors for her. I really like. I really liked that bit between the two of them. Honestly, yeah. I mean, this resonated with me a whole fucking lot, and I was just like, I was bawling. Chris is like, "What the hell is wrong with you?" I'm like, "Don't talk to me." <laughs> like, Momo is me. <laughs> that's that's I, probably like, Jamie's response. This is me. I was like, remember that time you made me waffles? (laughs) That's what this is right now. He's like, Itchy, you asshole. This is me. (laughs) Don't mess. (laughs) Like, let me have my moment. (laughs) Let me have my time to shine. You put those waffles in the oven and everything. You didn't just use a toaster. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. God damn it. Let this be a lesson to all of you single ladies out there. Get you a man who can make real waffles, not one who just uses the toaster. You are better than the toaster. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, every I one of you listening to what Noah just said. It means you got to learn how to Andrew, make waffles. Andrew, your girl sweetie. is better than the make, toaster. Learn how to make actual waffles, like said, sweetie, and then we'll talk. <laughs> Andrew, feed your girl or I'll do it for you, and you don't Dumb. want me to do that. Oh, snap. But I agree. I think Momo was a was best girl in just the sense that she had the most going for her. Um, like she she was more complex, I think, than Miu was. Um, I'm not. I really shouldn't compare the two of them because just because we're talking about them together doesn't mean they were competing against each other. They seem to be good friends yeah. by the end of the show. Like everyone gets mm-hmm. along pretty well. Um, I I do admit a tiny part of me is wondering if I just gravitated towards Momo because her character design of uh, short with orange pigtails. Just reminded me a lot of you from Bloom into You, which was like one of my favorite shows from last year. Um, that the residualness of that may have just rubbed off when I saw Momo's character design. But for real, Hillary's performance of this was just acting circles around some of the other girls. And like I've heard Hillary in a lot of stuff before. She's been around a yeah, long time. She's really she's yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's got like this uh, I mean to have all of your high school girls sound the same would be boring. We don't want that. And to be fair, they didn't cast actors who all sounded the same. For Hillary, she has this slight rasp and a soft voice, and it dips up and down with a natural enthusiasm. It's the kind of acting where I forgot I was listening to a dub. Yeah. That is how and good Hillary is handling. Yay. Yeah. And I'm, I was, yeah. And now her content of, um, like, I didn't like the fact that th- I thought they were going to introduce her as a way to break up the stereotype that girls who have a lot of sex can uh, are not to be slut shamed which they do kind of break that a little bit they introduce that yes she has been with many guys before and that there's nothing wrong with that however they sort of backpedal on that because one they attribute it to she's got a broken past not that she can be you can be a normal person and still have a lot of casual sex and there's nothing wrong with that and also they don't really develop her past that once she's introduced in episode six uh she kind of takes a back seat to the rest of the characters which is a shame Right. But um, honestly, Hillary is great in this. And Lucy is also very good in, as this says, Mew. Her character is, um, we get a lot of flavors of Lucy. And it's, it's impossible to not tell it's Lucy in her role. Like, I think she's got a very distinct voice that I can usually pick up on. This is less manic Lucy. We, we ordered her with slightly less manic this time. She's geared towards the formal side without being hushed. And she gets her best moments when... I think it's the second to last episode where she doesn't win the literature contest that she submitted her work for. No, and she- no, you know what this performance reminds me of is when Lucy was in school live where I almost couldn't tell that oh, it was her. 
have not watched School Live. I mean, t- she was uh, she was Shovel Girl in that show, no, right? No, she was like the the responsible one. Oh, okay. I, I some reason. Oh wait, no. Uh, Shovel Girl was um, Juliet Sims. Was, Ju- Simmons, thank you. I think. Yep. Juby Fonic. Yep, Juliet Simmons. Yeah, she. Yeah, that. Um, but yeah, I, 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 maybe it's just that, um, I, I've heard Lucy in so many things and she's like one of my favorite voice actresses that it's very easy to tell for me when I hear her. Um, but for putting her in this role here, I like the fact that, um, a lot of times Lucy will, um, be in a show and just be amazing at just being a naturally fun female character voice. Like there was nothing overly dynamic about this. I didn't need an overly over the top Shakespearean comedic actor to make me you great. Lucy just made me like her by just being her. Yeah. Sounds about right. Hooray. Yeah. Now I don't think she, she doesn't really get too much development after uh, just being the president of the literature club, which I am a sucker for shows that have writers in it. Like I loved, um, uh, Brittany Karbowski's character in Bloom Into You. Uh, there's another show I'm watching that has a writer character in it, and I'm a kind of a sucker for that. So I do have a little soft spot for Mio and her writer pursuit. Yay! It's just a shame that she doesn't get with the she doesn't get with the boy she's at the true. end. She's the best girl. But she's too good this for this true. boy. She, she curb yeah, stomps she him down the stairs. Not too old. This is fair. <laughs> he should have taken him out. I, I was like, okay, yes, you knocked him off the stairs. You broke his leg. Yes, yes. Hire this woman for national assassination <laughs> attempts. God damn it. <laughs> That's not going to date this oh, episode at all. God. Oh, God. All right. So we we, ha- we talked about our side chicks. I guess we got to talk about our triangle of shame, and then we're done. Shocker. So we want yeah, to yeah. all three of them together, or we just want to go yep. through? Okay. Yeah, no, nope, I want my three way. Three Don't take this away from me. The door. Uh, I waited Valentine's the whole anime day, for my three way and I never got it. But it is Valentine's Day. I guess I'll let you have this. Thank you. Thank you, sir. But, but, but Gigi, but Gigi, two of them are related the by fuck blood. Who cares? Isn't that the a show taboo? certainly didn't. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck cares? <laughs> Just jump. You, I'm, you can't tell me I'm wrong. Just jump no, into no. the dumpster and swim around. <laughs> just jump in the, just jump into the dumpster. Just, just enjoy the nice, warm, toasty fire in there. You know, <sighs> the smell Repeat of the after garbage. Marshmallows—they're sticky and white. Oh, okay. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> so uh, I don't—I don't even know what order to put these people in. I guess I'll put in the girl I forgot first. Uh, her name is Hina, and she's played by Patricia Duran. I'm looking through this list right now, um, and I've never seen anything that she's done. I know she's so, in Dereku. You can just Aww. list a few things. I've seen her in Dereku, yep. though. So she she's also yeah, in Refuse so Starlight. She was uh, Rico in Bloom Into You. She was Julia yeah. in Dereku, which I guess I have seen like half of that. And I thought it was going to be trashier than it was, and it wasn't that bad. And then uh, she also plays Hikaru in Review Starlight. Mm-hmm. So this is basically the first time I've heard her do anything because I don't remember Dereku. Probably that's for the best. It, uh, it's we probably also... for the best because I have watched the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I started watching it with Chris and then for some reason we never finished it. Hmm, I wonder why. It's okay, probably for but... the best. <laughs> it... Bet that's happened a bunch yeah. of times. Is it Rui? How, how many... How... 
How many shows do you have on your paused list on your your oh, my do anime you really list? Really want to know? Okay, yes. Hold on. <laughs> She's looking it up. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's make this a clerk's reference. I'll tell you mine God if you tell me it, yours. Daddy. Okay. <laughs> do you want to take a guess? Okay, I'll take a guess. Um, with the number of shows that you have started but haven't yes. finished, I'm going to guess it's somewhere in the. I guess I'm going to shoot for a hundred. What's my password? <laughs> She's like, I can't even tell you. <laughs> Hold, please. One, two, three, four. Hey, well, my password too. <laughs> God damn it! I got okay. I'm, I'm pulling up. I'm pulling up Annie. All right, list here right we now, go. I gotta find In out my home. currently watching list, I currently have 420 anime. Currently watching that I have not finished. Yes. <laughs> Holy shit! See, see, I figured it at least had to be triple digits. <laughs> see, Noah, you were underestimating wow. this. <laughs> you are right. I am so so sorry. I bow to the master of not finishing stuff. But my completed is four hundred seventy-four. So I've almost like sort of watched a thousand anime. Did you? Did you show? Did you have you ever shown Itchy the shows that you started but haven't finished? And has he ever tried no, to make I don't, you finish them? I don't think so, babe. <laughs> babe, don't look at that list. <laughs> Itchy, you should totally look at that list. Make her watch some of that shit. I don't even know what you have that you haven't even finished. Absolutely. I mean, we are sorry for the small here, I'm gonna tangent go the list right here. now, but this is kind of amusing to me. I'm in. So we're going to talk about Rui, who is played by Miss Natalie Rial. She plays. Sumie in Real Girl, Bino Bundo in Amagi Brilliant Park, and Hina in my teen romantic comedy <laughs> Snafu. Um, I pro I've seen her in Real Girl. I've seen her in Amagi Brilliant. Heard her in Amagi Brilliant Park. This is that's another one that me and Chris started that we haven't. This finished. is the first time I'm hearing Natalie that's actually. Um, Likewise, and then we have our our boy. God damn our it. Boy, the man whore Our himself. boy Natsuo, holler at you, Natsuo, played by Mr. Austin Tyndall, who plays Masahiro in Hitori Jime My Hero, episode coming soon. Remember that list we talked about? Yeah, that's <laughs> A list that's too. been in planning hell. This is one <laughs> of them, yes. Suna in My Love Story, and our favorite Herlock Sholmes from Code Realize. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that name is the bait of my existence. The literal worst. You know who else is the little literal worst? Natsuo. <laughs> Natsuo. You know why he's the literal worst? You know why he's the literal worst? Because he has two gorgeous women under his roof, and he screws both of them. And I'm not just talking the sexual way. I'm talking about the emotional way. This man whore toys with their emotions. He breaks his leg and decides, I'm going to go shack up with the teacher. But then he's like, but in the end of the show, I'm actually going to get back with the girl who I, I lost my virginity to because we met each other and we were bored. That is a man whore. Were we watching the same show? Yeah, were we watching the same show, Noah? Because he definitely still hung up with the teacher at the end. Yeah. No, at the the very very end. He's still hung up on the on her After on Hina at the end though. No, he's hung. Yeah, he's hung up on her. But but he could have just said, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hook up with anyone at the end of this. And what's the very last thing we see being done as the credits roll in the final episode? Hina, I don't Hina remember. At I watched this school? two months ago. Hina at her new school. <laughs> she cut her she hair. Cut her okay. hair. I remember. Besides that. the fact she cut her hair. 
we see we see uh, Natsuo and Rui getting back together for uh, what she says is one last time. I must have missed that entirely because of the rage I had at the read the manga ending. <laughs> yeah, it kind it, of it was pretty it egregious. Stops. <laughs> Like legit, this is how the Which show. Again, this not- is how the show ends. All right, spoilers, but who the fuck cares? So Natsuo wins this grand prize, <laughs> like award of sorts, for his writing for a story he wrote about his feelings for Hina to to help kind of get everything out there for himself and like a therapy. A novel that's a novel that's called. May I point out? Well, see you. But. <laughs> So, little so on the nose. after he wins this award, he goes back home, and Rui's there waiting for him. He tells Rui, hey, I won this award, and she's all excited about it. But then the immediate thing that wait, wait, happens you, you, is that she decides, oh, we're going to have sex now. And the last image of the two of them is Rui on top of him, like giving him some small mm-hmm. little one-liner. And then it cuts away <laughs> to Hina at her new school. And, like, that's it. <laughs> well, the, the thing you got to point out is that there's one thing you missed was the fact that when he came back from winning the award, he he came, ran into Rui, but she had a wig on, and he thought that she I'm was Hina. I'm talking about the last, because she was last tr- bit of thing that cut that, that, that's there before we cut to Hina. I'm not even, I'm not well, even the reason talking it, about that. The, yes, that is a thing. But still, it's like it's right before no, it's something signif- actually happens, and then it cuts away, and then it's done that's the end i'm saying i'm saying it's significant because clearly rui wants to be like hina and hina cuts her hair at the end of the show to look like rui so clearly the two of them want to be each other that's the point oh my god fuck this fucking show (laughs) you right i hate it 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 would enjoy it i hate it so much all right let's talk about these dub people wait wait all right so say we didn't go over who has austin tindo played in the past real quick i already said that he sh- he's sh- yeah yeah she, oh, she did? said it already yeah yeah oh, we were too busy rage quitting mobby <laughs> well apparently you missed that Do you like re- not too well missed herlock oh, yeah. Scholes. Herlock i forgot Scholes. i raged about that for a second herlock Scholes. jesus Mobby. christ right well stephanie has now earned the title of worst girl just like Rui. oh, oh was that my hot no. take that was my hot take um Oh God! They're both in this video essay. They're both I will. Girls, who are we fucking kidding? Hina is well. Okay, I'm. I'm. Mm, okay. Okay. To be fair, Hina at least tries to not go there with Natsuo. Well, I mean, their their characters aside, this We're is my this is my thing itself. with the conscious dub choices. Okay, if it was a conscious choice to make Rui sound so flat and so dry that you have to wonder Mm -hmm. why she didn't end up with Natsuo because they're both so flat and so dry that I'm just like okay what the fuck's going on like their performances matched really well Mm -hmm. together because Austin Tyndall is the person that I always you know go with is one of the most dry actors and that's not a that's not a diss I'm just saying and like almost every role that Austin Tyndall has it sounds dry, which is fine. That's what his voice is. He's a cool dude. I've met him multiple times, and I was the first person to have him sign the Hitori Jime My Hero cover, which was his best performance ever. But I digress. That's not this episode. Not that I'm bitter or anything. Um, wow. Not so like Austin Tyndall. Like he sounded like an extra dry martini, except for the super overdramatic comedic parts, which 
I, I just wanted but, to use those all the time. Like, uh. Oh, no. No. no, no. Imagine. Mm. This is like, oh, okay. So he does have, like, he plays out the comedic moments really well. Like, there are scenes where he has to break his regular, you know, flat male teen voice. And he has to go way over the top like this and trying to be, like, over-exaggerated for whatever reason. And, like, he, he seems... There's, like, little scenes where he's, like, talking to himself about how this is bad. I can't control myself. And it's, like, really, like, the funnier parts of the show because that's that's how some high school boys act. So when you talk about the drier moments, they were reserved for the parts where he was where it was supposed to be more melodramatic. So I wouldn't say it was bad casting or even bad acting. That's exactly what the character was supposed to sound like in those well, scenes. Well, see, that's where I'm going with this. Like, if this was a conscious choice to make everybody sound dry and weird and awkward, then he and um, Natalie did it perfectly. Because Natalie, for the most part, Rui is supposed to be Sundere. So, like, eventually, Sundaris get kind of awkward and cute mm-hmm. and, like, funny and, like, you know, I don't love you, Baka. I never got that. Because I don't ever. think she's actually supposed to be Sundari. I think she is supposed no. to be Sundari. I don't think so. I, there's, one clue key, there's one key clue that shows that she's not supposed to be Sundari. You know what it What's is? that? She has no God pigtails. Oh, get out. No Sundere can exist without the no, pigtails. No, what's her it face from that anime that I don't like didn't have pigtails? Oh, you mean the, that Toradora. one? Or I was the other say, one. Toradora is a yeah. huge argument against that, first of all. <laughs> and I haven't yeah. even watched you're Toradora. Go- that's a good point. You're this. right. That's I'm being facetious, but you're right. That is a good point. But I, I don't like, think I just. I don't. Even in the show, yeah, I don't think Rui is supposed to be. So. Because she's got a lot of external baggage that. Uh, how do She's supposed to be more like a Daria character, you know, like the old MTV show. She's supposed to be more of the, like, the world is dark and cynical. I don't even see Daria. I don't see that. I don't think so. I just, I think she's supposed to be a Sundari. And I I don't hear it in the voice. Like, I never got the cute flip. And I wanted to root for her. I just, I couldn't. Because I was just like they're just going to like get together and be like walls together and like talk to each other. Like they're talking to a wall. Like I just, I couldn't do it. Like, and, but that's good. If that were a conscious choice to have them directed to speak that way. Here's the problem. This entire, we talked earlier at the beginning about how this show is difficult to direct because the tone is a little difficult to nail down. Natalie, as Rui doesn't have any funny moments. Um, there's like maybe one little scene where she gets flustered because she realizes little sister because they're arguing over who's the older one and she realizes I'm a she couple of months younger so she has she like gets this all pouty and flustered. She does have a few which moments. is why I yeah, think Sundere. That and that's okay that does fit into the archetype but she never has any uh, light alleviant moments. Everything about her performance is heavy. She has no fun moment she has Mm -hmm. no laughing moments and because of that uh, they decided to direct her to be consistently like that her voice doesn't modulate it doesn't go up and down Mm -hmm. like some of the other female actors do and i do think that was a conscious choice was it a good choice i don't think so i I agree with you gg this is this is by far the weakest performance this is by far the weakest of any of the roles of the um yeah the performances in the show And I feel like it was a direction thing more than it was an acting thing. For me, I'm going to be a bit of a dissenter. I don't, I don't think this is the weakest, the absolute weakest performance. 
honestly, some of the background characters are probably the weakest performances. Anyway, I di- Okay, that's I digre- not fair. I digress, you though. Can- <laughs> you cannot point to the little boy with the lollipop who clearly sounds like a 40-year-old woman and say, okay, that's the worst performance. You that's know what? not fair. Here's the thing. That kid is adorable. He will be my son. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Have, have, you dis- have you discussed this with the cast of... Uh, Promise never No, because yet. Phil is my son. I had him first. Yeah, Phil is Gigi's son. Ray is my son. <laughs> and now for a new book called Phil Has Two say, Mommies Now. Ray and Phil are my two sons, but Gigi will all forever call <laughs> dibs on Phil as her son. That's why I have Ray. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but like, <laughs> I didn't, I don't think I have as much of an issue with Natalie's performance as Rui. Um, I do I understand completely where both of you are coming from with this. Um, and it is not one of the stronger performances. I don't think anyway. Um, but I find, I found it tolerable, but I think it's more cause keeping in mind that she's not socially awkward. is not the best way to describe it. She's, she's so, she's socially inept. There's the phrasing I'm looking for here. She is rather socially inept, uh, and she can be very blunt sometimes. Um, reminds me of me, where I will be brutally honest for some, for no reason. Um, but. And I'm sure that, that can, that resonated with a lot of people who could remember being like that, boys right. and girls alike. Not, maybe not to the point that you, you know, you went out and banged the first guy that came along but still to the point that you're like I'm, I'm kind of damaged and uh, her distrust seems to kind of come from the fact that her dad her biological father had a yeah. mistress which yeah that can right. screw you up a little bit but that doesn't really that doesn't play into her emotion on an acting level there's a lot of like there's not a whole lot of of uh range when she has to get really really downtrodden there's still that listless flatness to it even in like the really hard scenes in episodes 10 11 and 12 like in the rain scene I, or I com- with the i'm gonna I hate you forever understand that but we also know extremely early on that she is not that social she's not that social she's she doesn't really have good social skills so i think that's part of the care part of part of it that plays into the character and probably into the performance as well so i that that part of that of her character was kind of always in the back of my mind which is probably why i was able to like sure tall like tolerate is not the greatest word but i could yeah, i could follow and kind of understand it a little bit better than you two probably did um again it's not my favorite but i don't personally i don't think it's one of it's quite one of the weakest ones it's kind of in the middle for me i think it's weird for me to say that um but i I think it's more in the middle it does tell me the performance at least i think is good enough given the material she has the direction obviously could have been a little bit different um but at the very least, at the end of the day, I'm very curious to know what else Natalie is capable of. So oh, I've never heard her sound like this in anything else that I've heard her in. Which is why I, I geared towards saying that this was more of a direction thing than an acting thing, because she's clearly got a little more uh, range than what we got out of this. It was just a 
bit of a difficult role for them to ca- not to cast but to tell her what yeah. to do throughout it right and which is why i'm saying if this were a conscious direction choice then she's doing it perfectly as is austin tindall i, f- I feel like it um, is a conscious choice i feel like it is just in the same way that per- Patricia, like switch over to Patricia's, like her performance was also very deliberate. It's this very, in a stark contrast mm-hmm. to Natalie, Patricia's was given like this lighter voice. She's got this, um, there's like almost mm-hmm. a bit of a snarky side to her that's not condescending, but uh, clearly someone who thinks of herself a little bit higher than mm-hmm. the younger characters around her. And, but that plays into her, her downfall, as it were. She gradually learns, you know, maybe I do like younger guys after all. Well, like, I thought she sounded very flighty, Mm -hmm. but it definitely works with the character because Mm -hmm. she's so confused over her her clear adulterous relationship with Shu that she shouldn't be in to her. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I like my student. Shouldn't do that either. You know, like it's it's hard for her to adult. And she's one of the older characters in the show. Like Mm. and I could hear that. Like I can. Which is good. Yeah. I can absolutely relate to what she's going through and like her her own like personal wish fulfillment of like oh Shu is gonna leave her his wife we are gonna be together forever but then like i i really like the conversation that she had a little bit later on after she broke off with um Shu of like i i that she came to the realization that if he really wanted to be with her he would have left his wife by now yes so mm-hmm. that whole piece i fully believed in Patricia's performance on that one. Um, so, like, so I think the flightiness actually, it does work in her favor, absolutely. Because she's, she's trying to adult like the rest of us, and she doesn't... She me! Her, her... She's me. Her, I... Her, God, I, I, ho- I hope not to a extreme <laughs> extent, Gigi. Well, I mean, to the fact that, like, she gets drunk a lot, yeah. and... She that she cries a lot. No, it's also like me. It, like <laughs> Hina's concept of love yeah. and relationships, because we remember we were talking about earlier about their dad having an affair, and that's why he like his their parents got divorced in the first place. Like I think that mm. does ha- play in a does play an effect on how she views relationships. Um. Because remember she mentioned to I think it was Natsuo how she. It was either her or Rui. One of them, I want to say it was Hina, was saying, like, I've always thought of my dad as being an awful human being for doing this to my mom. If I think it was Hina. But then she discovered, like, Shu and just realizing, this is my first love. I couldn't help this. You know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. she was willing right. to go yeah. to that extent for him. Um, Hina is... In terms of characters, Hina is definitely one of the most complex ones because she does have a lot of this stuff going on with her. And I think given the material and all these different things that she has to go through in this through line, like I think Patricia does really well with everything on it, honestly. Here's another point that I want to bring up. I think I feel that she's more believable Mm -hmm. and the performance is more believable Mm -hmm when she's with Natsuo or talking about Natsuo with Natsuo because I feel like when she's trying to be an adult and this is my air quotes and when she's doing stuff that you know is in the adult world she just kind of sounds awkward well like when she like uh, 
jumped on top of him like on the bed or whatever and started like ripped his shirt open and then she was like haha nope sucker like you're too young for this tear those buttons i off. know right well that was a fantasy that i've had and a b- <laughs> but you you want a girl to jump on top of you and rip your buttons i mean off? reverse it <laughs> You want to rip another Stop girl's it, buttons Noah. off? Never mind. Just stop. <laughs> Don't get me in trouble. I, I'm not judging. I, I had that dream myself. <laughs> you are digging a no, hole for yourself right now, bud. I feel. I feel like the performance was like less believable then, but again, could also be a conscious directing choice because she was in love with Natsuo the whole time. Like she was just trying to fool herself. So I think mm-hmm. every time she tries to adult, it sounds awkward. Which again, if it's a conscious choice, was a good choice. I kind of feel if it was an accident, w- I don't know. I, the one thing I'm going to say about the, they had a bit of a, a a crappy situation to work with as far mm-hmm. as dubbing because I did not buy Hina's affection for Natsuo and how it was supposedly developed throughout oh, the entire show. Oh, I never did either. Ever. I mean, there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of shows, especially harem shows, where. Uh, a girl develops affections for the girl or vice versa guys develop for the girl and it's a kind of comes out of nowhere it's like you do one good deed for another character and all of a sudden they're like i gotta get me a piece of that i don't entirely get what it was that hina saw in natsuo it's just the fact that he's the only non-sleazeball person that she's tried to date in her life i don't know but whatever it was that was something that the in the dubbing world they had to try to make as convincing as possible and they did that by giving hina a slightly younger sounding voice than what she's supposed to be because she's supposed to be old enough to drink she's supposed to be old enough to have a teaching job so she's obviously in her like early 20s patricia sounds even younger than natalie does yeah hina's voice sounds younger than rui does and that's i mean that's supposed to be a way for them to kind of match the character design and how the character acts. I get that. I'm wondering if it may have been more believable if she had been given a slightly older sounding voice, if she had actually sounded like someone who has been through as much hardship as she claims she's been through. Here's what I'm going to say in terms of, because this this might actually kind of play into this conversation, actually. Um, Going back to when she's trying to be an adult, it doesn't sound like it. When when you're in your earlier mid-20s, and you try to act like an adult. <laughs> Let's be real here. Everybody thinks that they're an adult and they come off that way <laughs> and have this kind of persona or tone of voice to them that kind of comes off like that. And I think with that in mind, I think that's what they were going with for Hina to an extent. They Maybe, but that's not quite what the I show was about. I know that's not quite like, what the, the, the show, show was... was about, but I think that's what the dub decided to go with. I think. That's my opinion and my take on it. I mean, that's certainly a justification mm-hmm. for it. I, I didn't listen to the I Japanese, either, so I don't so I know which know uh, archetype they used for Hina. I don't know what Lo- Love Hina's archetype was in the <laughs> Japanese to the point that she maybe sounded more convincing. Yeah. But the, the fact is, th- this is a sleazy show meant to appeal to people who want to see a guy get with multiple girls. And it, you know what? Let, let's tap into that incest is wincest crowd it. at the same time. We got, we got it. Now let, let, let's have some fun with it. There's low scrutiny as long as you hit the beats. And for what we got, writing-wise, this is exactly the wish fulfillment that I think a lot of people gravitated towards. You, you know, one other thing I want to make before we kind of wrap this up is that 
um, with Japanese seiyu, um, if you're a female, a lot of the characters are supposed to be really soft-spoken and we're really quiet mm-hmm. and they have like a monotone voice and they kind of sound like this. So this is how it's going to sound like for the whole character, mm-hmm. which... I mean, to, uh, for a lot of high school students, I feel like yes. there's some archetypes that are a lot louder, obviously. So like when you go back to Rui and you're like, oh, like I could totally like you can hear it in the Japanese, yep. but it's harder for us to hear that kind of thing in English without it sounding yeah. kind of stilted. Yeah. So I think what they tried yeah, to it's, do, it's it, like more than likely then they probably tried to make it similar to the Japanese, but it was very difficult to direct it. Maybe. All right. Well, yeah. Domestic girlfriend has clearly confused all of us, just like it's confused Natsuo and Hina and Rui and Momo and Miyu and everybody else in this show because the friggin' relationship geometry is like a fucking quadrilateral rhomboid octagon, whatever. I don't know. Except Re- except Reiji. He he knows exactly what he Re- is. Reiji knows exactly what he is, and we love him for it. <laughs> Damn and straight. Marie Sandals and all. And Marie. So. See, the adults have got The actual adults have got it together. <laughs> so, final thoughts on this dub and the show. Honestly. Don't watch it. <laughs> no. 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 Hold on. Hold wait, on. Go wait. back. Go back. <laughs> like, if you like trash piles, if you like the melodrama that I like, it's, it's a show that you will scream at Mm -hmm. and you will question these characters life choices and whatever i thoroughly enjoyed watching domestic girlfriend until the very end but i didn't like the dub so i mean i liked parts of it but the parts that i didn't like outweighed the the parts that i liked and that is and again you're you're just talking about the just the dub so i mean and that's personal preference right like right if it was a conscious choice to make the characters sound the way that they sounded, they did it right. And that's good directing choices and good acting choices. Personally, I didn't like listening to it, but that's a personal preference. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's not like you did bad or he did bad or she did bad or whatever. I thought it was awkward. And like about four episodes in, I wanted to switch to the subtitles, but I couldn't because I knew we were doing this episode. You so knew like, okay, you I'll wanted to out. do this episode, Gigi. I was not the you, one who was picked it not? this episode. You know who picked this episode? Megan. Was it Megan? It was. Yeah. The, the person per- who wasn't able to jump of in. Of all the people who wasn't able to do it. <sighs> well, thank you, Megan. No, for you. real, Megan. Absolutely. I'm going to be sincere. This was like this isn't the kind of show I normally go for. Like I wasn't a big fan of Scum's Wish, and there's a lot of other like uh, overly tr- problematic romance shows that I'm just not a big fan of. Uh, this was interesting in the fact that it played with its archetypes in a way that held my interest throughout the entire 12 episode show. I di- I was never bored watching any episode. Each one had interesting mm-hmm. things happen. The crap animation was not. Um, was not great but it's okay because the funny dialogue kept me really entertained throughout and by the end of it i wasn't even mad that we got a non-conclusive conclusion i was fuck that and that's fair (laughs) but you know all all things being said you know personally just like remember when we watched amnesia and i didn't like amnesia either the dub for amnesia this is Mm -hmm. this is kind of how i feel here like Mm mm-hmm 
conscious choices, non-conscious choices, whatever they were, personally, I'd switch. But, you know, they did a good job with what they were doing, directing, acting, writing. They did it. And they got their paychecks. And I'm I'm glad for that. Like, it's just not something that I would want to watch again. I'm going to say in I'm, the dub. I'm going to say this. When I was saying don't watch it earlier, let me clarify. If you are not comfortable with incestual relationships, student-teacher relationships, infidelity kind of deals, things like that, you're not going to like this show. Okay? Straight off the bat. If those those are subjects that you don't like, whether it's for personal reasons or anything else, don't watch the show. Right off the bat. Um, The show itself is is a garbage dumpster fire. (laughs) (laughs) But it embraces it. It it does embrace it. Um, The dub itself, it's a mix. It's a mishmash, I think. Mishmash, mishmash, whatever, however the fucking word goes. Um, A lot of lot of (laughs) sounds in there. Um, Like, I I like what they tried to do with it. I can see the conscious effort that's being put into it. But there are pieces where, like Gigi and Noah are saying. We don't know if it's a conscious choice or if it maybe was an accident or something else happened. Um, However, unlike Gigi, who doesn't like the dub, I I was okay with it. I was okay with it. I was at least tolerable of what was going on, given everything happening. Um, It for some people, you might be put off by the dub. Some people might think this is their favorite fucking thing in the world that's personal preference though that's your own choice that's your own opinion and that's perfectly fine i just think it's okay i think it's serviceable and i think it's tolerable it's not the greatest thing in the world but it's tolerable (laughs) that's my opinion but again (laughs) if you're going to decide to watch domestic girlfriend the only reason why you should watch domestic girlfriend is marie that's it (laughs) (laughs) The only thing we should care about in this show is Marie. Nothing else. He is he, the he, best character. He was the, the best part. That uh, We are going to get that spinoff. Like, we will bug Diomedia until we I get that. I want to know more about him. Deserved. Great bartender Misaki. Please. That is coming out I next I like season. it. Let's 10 go. out of 10. Let's go, bitches. Make it happen, <laughs> Japan. We will buy it. <laughs> Buy it, and then we'll have John Gramillion back. No, big... Oh hell yeah, let's go! All right, Mister. So the big question, this... the final question. Yeah, did this show drive I, you to drink? It did not, and I'm so disappointed because it had a character who you know did a lot of drinking. This show did not insult my nope. intelligence because, and I feel like I've said this before. It it felt like it knew exactly what it wanted to be. I've said this before, but Diomedia shows tend to be really enjoyable in the moment and then totally forgettable yeah. by the end of it. And I feel like that's what this is. This is good, disposable popcorn material that gets really heavy near the end, gets really, yeah, much heavier than I think it probably, uh, it gets heavier than some people may be comfortable with. But I think by that point, you're kind of locked in with the dynamic of some of the characters. How many awards anytime soon? It's not going to be winning a BAFTA or anything, but it will entertain you this Valentine's Day. So if you find yourself alone and you need someone to, you need to it. Some of us are desensitized to it. We're okay with a little good old-fashioned sister banging. 
Finger if, bang, 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 no, every no, night. No, 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 If you're all, if... Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you feel alone this Valentine's Day, we have something to comfort you. This girl, Hina. This girl, Hina over here. She comes in... Oh. She comes very much handy. And... And I slid the joke in at the joke? last minute. That, that that's, what we, that's a mic drop. Megan's joke Let me get my hadn't microphone. brought it up, so there we go. You're welcome. You're welcome. Ah, uh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just slipping into a sultry advertisement. Right welcome to the ASMR portion to, of Dub Talk. Welcome to our ASMR channel. Today, me meet Hina. She comes in very handy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking of ASMR, Steph just sent me a list of all these current Dub Talk patrons. Yeah. P- please join our Patreon and you can hear more ASMR like this because I only do this for money. <laughs> or if you're my boyfriend. Ah, uh, yes. What? What are do, what are these what are these? <laughs> but you got it. But you got to do it in a seductive. So, do I just read these names? So, so so this is how long. Look, I haven't even done an episode when we've had a Patreon. This is how long it's been since Gigi's done an episode. <laughs> okay, so we do have a Patreon, and we and if you are a patron, we thank you so much um, for your continued support, and especially thank you to our five dollar and ten dollar Patreons: um, Crimson Echidna, Michelle Travis, Nico Robin, but with Yowie hands, Carly Less the Cow, <laughs> Jacob Wilson, J Two AKA Jared, Marco Bermudez, Marissa Lenti, and Vivi. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Excellent. There you go. I did hey, your job for you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Well, since since Steph didn't even ASMR the dub talk patrons, let me tell you that you can watch Domestic Girlfriend on High Dive. Go to highdive.com right now and sign up for a trial subscription. Or just pay for it like the rest of us. Or you can or buy it, you... I believe, on home video soon, right? Nope, not, not yet. Not yet, darn it. <laughs> not yet. Can't buy this shit. You can only stream it. Stream that trash. <laughs> Forget about it later. Forget about it later. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Bitch, why are no, you guys, on more serious? episodes right now? I, I miss you. My February's my February's getting loaded. Y'all better put your name in my calendar real oh, fast. Man. My my birthday episode's practically full. So Oh man. Yeah, I didn't even say nothing to nobody. They just came to me. <laughs> come to me, people. Come to me. <laughs> Anyways. Uh happy Valentine's Day. We hope you're spending it with us along with the ones that you love and the ones who love you. And remember that we love you. Damn it. <laughs> Gigi, you're forgetting another important part. What? Who the fuck are we and what do we do and how do we and wh- where do you find us and shit? Well, my name is Anime Palooza. You can find me at the show. Jo- oh, wait, that's my other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. I mean, you can still Whoops. promote it. Oh, well, me. For- no, I'm just joking. Um, so this is Dub Talk. You can find us on the interwebs at Dub Talk Podcast on Twitter, on YouTube at Dub Talk with the custom URL. So YouTube slash C slash Dub Talk. Uh, you can also find us probably on Tumblr, on Twitch, if anybody still plays that shit or if anybody still posts on Tumblr. Instagram. Do you guys still do that? Who knows? And uh, yeah, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dub Talk Podcast. <laughs> Uh yes, and then we also have our Kofi account Gigi. as well. Oh yeah, I don't know what that is. 
Give us money. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. You can give us money in many ways. I don't know what we do with it. Like I said, <laughs> I haven't been on here. an episode since July. You're just here for the ride at this point. I'm just here for the lulls. I'm here for the ride <laughs> from, I- uh, from, Ra- from Sensei Reiji. I don't know where I am. <laughs> just click the link. We'll links below. See the link, the sausage links, the sausage links. I also, I also have a YouTube channel, which is Noah Clue, or the URL is Journey Traveler. I'm currently actually scripting something for the end of 2019. Lo, lo and behold, I may actually be doing something with this cartoon encyclopedia brain, rather than just sitting on it and using it to argue with people on Twitter. EG goes by Anime Palooza and does shit. We have Noah Clue, who you can follow on Twitter, at Noah Clue, and he does shit. And I'm Stephanie, a.k.a. Lilac, and I'm on Twitter, at Lilac. Excuse yeah. me, I'm on Twitter at Lilac Anime Review. <laughs> Review spelled R-E-V-U-E, and I also do shit. You can also follow my other podcast at Shoujo Trash Show. Show is spelled with a U. Show is spelled with a... Wait, hold on. At Shoujo Trash Show. Shoujo is spelled with a U. Put it in the down bar. Put it in the show notes, <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. bitches. <laughs> Guys, 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 guess what I'm doing for Valentine's Day? Go to Disney World, fuckers. Well, we know who you're doing for <laughs> Valentine's Day, but go on. We're going to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. We're putting a ring on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Look, I'm not even celebrating Valentine's Day till probably two weeks later because I have two shows two weekends in a row. All right. So. Oh God! It's uh, so we're going on a Disney cruise for our anniversary, and then <gasps> a couple of weeks later is Valentine's Day. Anyway, you, you lucky dis- people with disposable income. Shut they up! Hate you so much. What are you doing for Valentine's Day, Noah? My Valentine's Day is probably going to be. Uh, taking my wife out to a very nice steakhouse because if there's one thing that I know about taking care of my wife, it's that you you, you gotta you gotta get steak for her. She likes meat. <laughs> that she does. God damn it. <laughs> and she. And you know she. I was gonna make a, a bit of a reference about the color of it being a little darker than normal. Are we? Are we? Are racist, we? So. We didn't even finish the episode proper at this stage. No, I was this pretty done. We'll still be recording I'm, until I'm, Valentine's Day actually oh gets here. I'm I'm ready to go in my bed with my <laughs> Victor Nikiforov body. Pillow. I'm ready to go to go to my bed as well. Uh, if anybody wants to know what I'm doing for Valentine's Day, <laughs> I have a show <laughs> that I gotta freaking work on. <laughs> That's my Valentine's Day, though. Working girls. I know, but yeah, I yeah. think I think what we're what Andrew and I are planning is my, so my sister for Christmas got us tickets to see Beetlejuice on Broadway. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah, and because oh. it closes in June, and Andrew were like we want we gotta try and see that. So my Perfect. sister got us tickets. So I th- and it's the last weekend in February that we're going. So we might do a late mm-hmm. Valentine's Day thing with that. That's cute. Nice. So, but anyway, that's cute. Taking this time to shout out the boy who has kept me in the cage. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank- Can we finally be let out? No. I'd like to see the sunshine Noah, again, Noah, please. You're here forever. You know this. So, so Andrew has a key. Jenny has a key. Itchy has a key. Megan somehow got out. Roots, Roots was really nice out. to her. Roots let her out. Roots year. is a good boy. Roots is a very it good was, boy. We was, can't be mad at Roots. 
Yes. Roots actually makes real waffles. That's the kind they, of guy. That's he why is. we can't be mad at him. He makes real waffles. <laughs> <laughs> do you like waffles? Do you like waffles? So the other lesson of the night. No, 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 no. The other lesson of the night. Apparently. Boys, men, if you really want to impress a girl, you gotta learn how to make actual waffles. <laughs> Mine were mixed. So shaped. again, oh. so again, oh. going back to the conversation from earlier, Andrew, you got some, you got some work to do. But I'm, I'm gonna take that boy aside. I'm gonna take him into my kitchen, and we are gonna food wars his ass until he is a Go prime right chef ahead. man for his woman. Go right ahead. <laughs> they also had sprinkles. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Can we finish what? the episode, please? We're been yeah, right, rambling for like five more minutes for no reason. It is, <laughs> I love it, but still, <laughs> we got to get to a full two hours. It's our contractual we obligation. We are at a full two hours, Noah. What the fuck are you talking about? Don't worry, I'll edit at least a half hour out of this. <laughs> you got, you got to. You know, I like to cut shit. Oh that you god. do, just like Momo. All right. Hey. All right, friends, fans, and fam, thank you again for listening to us on Dub Talk. We hope you have a happy holiday. And um, happy holiday. I'm not saying f- whatever. I'm not saying stuff. Su- su- fuck. I'm not saying Steph's catchphrase, but love your faces. Aloha. Good night, everyone. And Otaku on my friends. ASMR voices Ooh. for the win. ASMR. ASMR voices. ASMR voices for the win. For sure. Oh, yes. Happy Valentine's Day.